We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review us, go ahead and subscribe. Let us know that you enjoy the show. Don't forget to leave five stars, maybe five and a half stars, anything below four stars. Uh, you can disregard the last sentence that I just spoke to you. Benny, what's going on, my man? Not too much. Uh, licking my wounds a little bit from the Boogie Cousins exposure from last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did manage to cash one GPP team that I had that I didn't have Cousins on that I used as a hedge against my cash game teams where I did use Cousins. So um wasn't a complete disaster. And because Cousins was so highly owned, I actually think I even cashed a few... Uh, 50-50s that, um, you know, I did have him in. He was, because he was so highly owned, you you actually 
were able to still cash. So there was a couple, I had like one of those around 50%, um, you know, 50-50 lineups that I threw into a bunch of spots on on DraftKings last night. Because I actually, normally people say you play cash, you play like head-to-heads because you'll cash some and you'll lose some, but it'll keep your bankroll flatter. Whereas 50-50s, you usually either cash them all or lose them all. I had that day where my lineup was right there in the middle where I cashed a few and I lost a few by like a spot or two. Um, so it actually wasn't the worst night ever, despite the cousin's exposure. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so, you know, and uh, the lineups that we sort of collaborated on here for ourselves on Fantasy Draft, we were sitting there with a chance to sweep the board because we hit on so many other great value options. Uh, but And then so we actually did not get burned by the fact that Cousins um, did not play the, the the last six minutes of the fourth quarter and played bad up to that point. And we faded a like less than stellar performance out of uh, Salah Mejri as well because we we hit mm-hmm. some home runs with guys like Derek Williams, and uh, you know and got some good values uh, out of players like Archie Goodwin and and whatnot. So uh, we're gonna break that down here once again. Six games on tap, twelve teams in the NBA. We've got uh, the official um, uh, fantasy team of all players who love bad DVP, and that's the LA Lakers. We've got the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, who uh, g- give a chance for Boogie Cousins to bounce back. Denver's on the slate. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening here, so let's go ahead and kick it right off up top here with the point guard position and your top options for Thursday. Yeah, I think if you're going to spend up, the guy, the only guy that I would really look to spend up on is Rondo, and I don't really love him. Um, but New Orleans has been playing at a, at a breakneck pace, and so has Sacramento. So this could be a game where we see a total that reaches up into like the 200 levels, you know, like well into the 200s, like 210, 215, something like that. So I think that, um, you know, Rondo would be about the only guy I'd be willing to pay up for if I was going to pay up for a point guard. I do like some of those mid-range guys, though. Um, I'm a fan of Drew Holiday, fan of Mike Conley, um, probably Holiday more for tournaments against Sacramento. You know, the high pace gives him some upside. You got Tyreek Evans banged up. You already have Eric Gordon out, so that's going to mean more minutes for him. Um, last game with uh, Anthony Davis out as well, he was the guy that kind of took over. I think Drew had like 50-something fantasy points the other night. So, you know, again, you got to expect his usage and his minutes to tick up with Gordon. Gordon definitely out, you know, whether or not we have Brow in. Like I said, Tyreek's knee's been acting up. He hasn't been playing a lot of minutes. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of things that are pointing in the, in the Drew Holiday direction. Um, for cash, I like Conley. Also, don't hate Jordan Clarkson for cash as well. He's been pretty solid lately. So those would be two of the cheaper options that I'd be looking at. But Drew Holiday is probably my number one play on the day here at point guard. Yeah, I could see that happening um, overall. Uh, it's, it's a good spot for him uh, given the price that you're able to afford for him. He's got a top four projection uh, on the day overall. But, you know, when you see him come up with a monster game uh, against good Patrick Beverly defense, even though the Houston has been playing super paced up, you know, 58 fancy points. Before that, he pays off the price tag um, at 5.6, a blip against Detroit, but then 6.2, 6.2, and 5.9 in the past. But it's super consistent uh, overall. So it's a, it's a great call uh, on Drew. On the flip side of that, too, I'm actually good with Rage on Rondo. You are going to get a, a little bit more of a price increase that he's in the 8,400 range on DraftKings uh, overall. But even in a bad performance where he played all the minutes in double OT, there, he still um, came back against Portland and double doubled with 15 and 11 five, and, and five rebounds. Uh, you know, he only needed about uh, three or four more points to give you five times value. And before that, he had hit five to 5.8x there in four straight games. So I think he's very cash safe. You just don't get enough scoring for him to be, really be like a GPP home run 
um, anymore. But the price has come down since he um, was went on that sick, sick run of you know triple double territory out there in late November and um, and early December. There he was actually at a peak price of ninety three hundred. Now he's sitting at eighty four hundred, and you know that they have um, some serious guard problems there overall if he's going to face you know a combination of Drew Holiday and Norris Cole defense so Rajon Rondo I think is is in a good spot uh over overall at least for cash games for for GPPs I would definitely prefer swerving uh to a guy um like maybe Jordan Clarkson I think you can also um make a case here for um Dennis Schroeder who's been playing all the thir- all, all the fourth quarter minutes and you know this is an interesting situation maybe it's semi DFS related here but you know Jeff Teague has been not playing the fourth quarters and he's saying he's not completely healthy and then uh, Atlanta comes out and said they they're putting Jeff Teague on the block how do you do that and 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 not get you know seriously you know bumped in terms of DFS value if the guy's saying the reason why I'm not playing as well as I am is because of my health and then you want to come out and trade the guy you know, so I think Atlanta's in a very tough spot. Having said that, they should have done this move to me like earlier on in the season. Uh, when I mean, maybe everybody needs to wait until the trade deadline because nobody ever thinks that they're out of it, even if they start really, really bad, like you know New Orleans did for an example. But there's some teams that could actually r- really use Jeff Teague, and I don't think that he's to me him and Jim, J- Dennis Schroeder are the same player. They just you know one of them just should get 30 minutes. Uh, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that ends up shaking out. But for the for the in the meantime, in the between time, if you're going to take the, uh, a player between two, you might as well take the cheaper player in Dennis Shooter, who you know has been getting between 19 to 25 minutes and doing things like scoring 28 points against Denver or 33 points against Phoenix. I mean, bad matches, but those are both on the road, and that gives you somewhere between 5.5 and 6.8 times value. So GPP eligible for sure with me as well. And I, I think did you already mention Corey Joseph? As well, um, if, yeah. If um, if, if I said basically, if Kyle Lowry's out, I like Joseph. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I love him if Lowry is still in, but I mean, he has been a viable option and a guy who plays in the fourth quarter sometimes. Yeah, I can definitely see, um, uh, that as well. So let's go ahead and move along here. Um, I think we sufficiently cover the point guard position. No one else that you really want to mention on the six game slate. Am I correct here? Yeah, no, we talked about all the guys I liked. You sure you don't want to get exposure to Marcelo Huertas, the uh, the guy who gets put on skates like every single game for the L.A. Lakers? And I was like, he's he's um, a wonderful guy to watch on the highlight reel on SportsCenter. Got yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take this opportunity to, to tell everybody again how much I hate Byron Scott, and we can move on from there. Right, and um, to do uh, search Byron Scott Instagram on Twitter, as Benny told. Oh me. no, no, yeah. If you go on Twitter and you type in Byron Scott, it is some of the some of the funniest stuff. Yes, some of the funniest stuff on Twitter. Period is uh, being being bandied about about um, Byron Scott and this whole uh, somebody hacked my Instagram account stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty good, uh, pretty entertaining. If you need to kill some time. All right, fair enough. Um, so for me. The way I'm going to be handling this here is I actually think we have in a really good spot um, at the shooting guard position, and I have to I think Jimmy Butler is lock chalk right now, and DeMar DeRozan might be lock chalk if you get no uh, Kyle Lowry as well. So those are going to be interesting plays there as well. Um, and then be, then beyond that, it gets a little bit ugly, but I want to attack Lou Williams uh, as well because we know Derrick Rose has been a guy that, that's been getting exposed on the defensive end overall all season long. Uh, so really no surprise here that you know they've been in the bottom five in terms of DVP uh, at the at the point guard 
guard position there. So are you fine with those three options, and who else uh, piques your interest here uh, for the Thursday slate? We're talking shooting guards right now? Yeah, did I say did I say Derrick Rose? Yeah, you know what it yeah. is? Is Lou Williams is shooting guard eligible, but he's going to be going up against Derrick Rose defense. So I actually okay. explained it correctly, but it, yeah. it's and 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 I did actually need to talk about point guard DVP because it is Lou Williams, but we are talking about shooting guard eligible players. So I don't, I just basically tricked myself. Into- yeah, you, you confused me a little too, but that's all right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I actually really hate the shooting guard spot for uh for Thursday night. There's not a lot that I was really interested in. The two names I, I literally have written down here are both guys on Toronto. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying up, I think I like DeMar DeRozan, especially if Lowry's out because he'll have to pick up the scoring a little bit, which is pretty much my reasoning behind that That and the fact that I just don't think the Knicks guards are any good. Um, and then the other guy is Terrence Ross just because he's really, really cheap and he's been seeing a few more minutes and, and doing a little bit more. And he's a little bit more of a scorer so I could see them going to him a little more than they go to James Johnson if Kyle Lowry is indeed out because they're going to need another guy that can put some points up. And that's one thing that Ross can do a little bit. Um, and he does play a little small forward. He's on the court at the same time as the Rose and, uh, you know, kind of often when he does get a chance to play. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, like I said, I, I really don't like this position. You know, I don't think that Jimmy Butler has a great matchup against the Lakers, of course, but he hasn't been getting value for his high price right now so i'm kind of off him tyreek evans knee's been banged up hasn't been playing a lot of minutes so i'm off him i have been loving chris middleton and rolling him out there because he's playing 38 to 40 minutes but he plays memphis so you know it's a tough matchup there i'm not a huge monta ellis fan um you know then you're down to like will barton is interesting against washington to me you know he's a guy that i might take a deeper look at his price is starting to come down. He's actually starting to get a few more minutes. I don't understand where his minutes are coming from. Like, I don't watch enough Denver games, I guess. But him, Gary Harris isn't really losing any minutes, and Danilo Gallinari isn't really losing any minutes. But somehow, Barton's getting more minutes. So I don't know where they're coming from or at whose expense. Um, I, I have to look a little deeper into that to check it out. But he is going up against Washington, which is you know something we talk about all the time with the horrendous Otto Porter defense. Uh, so if he does see a little bit of Porter guarding him, you know, that's always a good thing that helps people's fantasy scores. Yeah, I, I agree with you there as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Jimmy Butler. I think he's the super safest spot there as well. And um, I love what you said to DeMar, DeMar Rosa. We're in lockstep there as well. I think you, at least for GPPs, you can make a case for Will, Will Barton, um, who you know, came yeah. up with a, with, with a good spot against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. So I, I know you, you're, you're probably uh, with me here as well. And we know that Bradley Bill is, um, missed the last game and has a good chance to be questionable for the Thursday action there. So it could be a combination of you know Garrett Temple and Gary Neal, which should also tick up Will Barton. So it hasn't been nearly con- as consistent enough as you would like in order for him to you know um, justify trusting him uh, overall. So um, th- that's something you, you should basically yeah. try to try to pay attention to i actually i i trust his talent i don't trust the minutes that's the thing you know like if, if i knew he if you told me yeah he's gonna see those 30 minutes again i'd be able to roll him out there because i'd be comfortable thinking he's gonna get me 30 fantasy points or so but his minutes have been so erratic lately that i can't say for sure you know that he's gonna get those minutes and, and he's gonna get you the value that you need yeah okay fair enough now the last thing i'm going to say here is um, Langston Galloway, if Carmelo gets rolled out there, he got some some heavy usage uptick 
uh, with Carmelo out of the lineup and was basically the go-to guy down the stretch to keep them in the game uh, there when that game went to overtime against Oklahoma uh, City Thunder. 24, four, four trades, five rebounds, three assists, three, three, three steals. That's one of his best performances of the season, if not the best. It is the best. So, I mean, really not trustworthy at all. He's been, you know, but uh, if he's going to get the extra minutes and be, and be there, um, basically go-to guy down down the stretch, which he was, um, I'm okay with him for as a GPP punt play because the price is definitely right at 3,800. It may tick up um, a, a little bit from that, but I don't. I'm not scared about him being in the low 4K range either. So there's another uh, GPP home run play that you can put in your yeah. back pocket. He he actually had a really good end of last season. Um, I was I was expecting him to have a, like a, a a decent role this year on that team, and he just you know they just kind of. I don't know. I mean, I I, I would what, rather you, see guys like him and Grant than than Jose Calderon at this point. Right. Well, you know what happened? It was the whole um, poor Zingat experience just took over. You know, so and where he could have actually got some shots, all of that inform that usage and shot selection. It's be, you know when Porzingis became the number two uh, baller behind Carmelo Anthony, uh, Langston Galloway had said, you know, here. But now, and and here here's my thing though with this team, and this is kind of what drives me nuts. I mean, for me, basically the Knicks are the local team. You know, like Madison Square Garden is the closest place I can go watch a basketball game from from where I live, mm-hmm. and like. You know that you have a, a good young piece in Porzingis. You know you know that Carmelo's your superstar right there. Why are you playing Calderon? Like, what is what is the upside of playing this guy? You know, like he's he, he's not going to be around in another two or three years when you guys are getting good. So wouldn't you want to like give Jerry and Grant a little bit more and give Langston Galloway a little bit more and kind of get these guys like you know a little more experience because you you have the nucleus of the team you want to build around now. You know, and obviously, I mean, you're probably going to go out and pluck a better point guard and put him in there eventually. But give these two guys some, you know, a chance because then if you go get that piece and you put him in there and you have these two guys backing up at the point guard and shooting guard spot, you know, during the season, we all know there's always injuries. There's always guys that go down. You got guys that have experience now. Instead, you know, they're rolling Jose Calderon out there for 30 minutes and it's, it's tough to watch. As the team that's on local television for me, it's just tough to watch. Yeah, I could see that overall. It, it, it it's probably a situation where you you know it's like watching Blake Griffin sit there on your on your bench in season long league. You're just like, ugh, I'm gonna. Or watching back. or watching him punch the equipment manager in the face when he's out on you know to be out another four weeks now. I mean, that hey. actually would be good TV to watch. I would watch that because that would be like, whoa, oh my god, what's his problem? But he's always been a hothead, and now he's gonna get punished for it. So I bet you, I hope he gets suspended for playoff games because it doesn't look like he's gonna even come back for the regular season or much of it now. So um, I hope they come down pretty hard on him because he, he's one of the – like I hate people who have like r- like incredible raw talent and then they do stuff like, you know, like try to leg trip people and start fights and, and, and you know, like he he does all these unnecessary things uh, in, in the game, which is why, you know, like he's always in fights with like guys like Ibaka and Draymond Green and all the other t- teams in the division hate him. He tries to be a little bit of a nuisance, and it's not even necessary for one for the guy who has like Hall of Fame potential. He's you know, and the fact that he's like he's a terrible rebounder by choice and a, a complete non-shot blocker, but he can jump over a Kia. How can you jump over a Kia and not average like one block per game? It's insane to me. So I, there's so many different things I hate about Blake Griffin's game, uh, aside from him being, you know, uh, a, a true talent that's like you know, in some levels wasted because of his. You know, douchebaggery. So we'll we'll save that for another day. 
Did you like that rant? <laughs> no, I love that word. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, douchebaggery. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah, it's in the like Urban Dictionary. If you if you search hard enough, it's like in the hidden hidden archives part. All right, let's go ahead and move on to small four. But before we do that, uh, if you are interested in sharing the along with the knowledge that we do here at, at rotowire.com, you want to take advantage of our optimizers. We got the ten day free trial still going for you. Rotowire.com/slash/pod. Make sure you take advantage. All the lineup optimizers for all the major sports that you want to get involved in, NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball, soccer, uh, MLB coming up, so you can get get it ready for that. There, um, daily projections, uh, uh, information, all the latest information in terms of uh, depth charts, uh, along with uh, uh, proje- uh, the defense versus position, yesterday's optimal lineup, uh, value report, all these things you can take advantage of for all the major sites, FanDuel, DraftKings, Fancy Aces, Draft Day, Draft Stir, Fancy Score, and Yahoo. So one, if you want to get involved, you want to test it out, give it give it a whirl. Free 10-day trial over at rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. You won't regret it. Small forward is another position I will not regret. Um, you know, maybe taking advantage of some of the cheaper options here that are available to us because I'm not terribly crazy about some of the guys up top here, although Paul George has been balling. So let me talk about where you want to go at the small forward position here uh, for Thursday. Yeah, I actually don't mind some of the guys up at top. Um, I like Paul George. Like you said, he's been balling the last couple games. Looks like he's starting to round it back into form. Uh, Indiana and Atlanta have... They're both known as like defensive teams, but if you really look at the stats, both of these teams have been playing a little more paced up this year, and they've both been worse on the defensive end. So to me, I think this game could be one of the higher scoring ones that we have on the slate. I think it's going to stay close, and whenever a game stays close, Indiana usually has something to do with Paul George playing well or taking over at some point. I mean, I know last night I think he came out and had like 22 DraftKings points in like the first quarter. Um, the other night he waited till the fourth quarter and then had like 20 DraftKings points in that quarter. So he's a guy that can fill up the stat sheet and get you a lot of points real fast. And I actually, there's really only um, one cheap guy that I'm I'm looking at, and that's Derek Williams if Carmelo Anthony sits. And then um, actually the other guy who I wanted to talk about too, I also like Danilo Gallinari if you're going to pay up there. And mostly for a reason that you and I talk about all the time, Otto Porter is back. And I've made a lot of money this season picking small forwards that are going up against Otto Porter defense. So I think Danilo Gallinari for a tournament is a great play because I don't think he'll be very highly owned. He hasn't really been all that great lately, but he is one of the main options on Denver. He is one of the guys that tends to do their scoring when they're in games that they can win, which I think they have a chance to you know, win. Washington's a high-paced team, and he's getting one of the best DVP matchups against a guy that you know has given it up to everybody all season at the small forward spot. Yeah, um, so this is exactly what you what I was waiting for you to mention too, because um, you know Gallo is a, is actually you know there's a pretty significant price difference between him and um, uh, Paul George, and he's been like mostly productive. He got a little bit hurt, but it's here's the issue too, is like you sort of need to pick a little bit between whether or not you feel better about Barton or Gallup because neither of these guys have a good game at the same time, but um, he Mm -hmm. he is in definitely a good spot. So I I have no problem making Gallo my play because it is auto Porter. Like you said, there as well. I was like thoroughly disappointed about Omri Caspi, who's supposed to be in a really good spot there. But you know, and, and he didn't do terrible for, for for you overall. I mean, but twenty one fancy points, you really expected more. He would have played more minutes if uh, Sacramento was in that game. 
um, but he was not. So uh, I'm, I'm willing to go back to the well. If you want to limit to, to GPPs, that's fine. Derek Williams, to me, is going to be a guy that we have to lock into our lineups if Carmelo sits again uh, against Toronto there as well. James Johnson has really not done much at all and isn't even playing 20 minutes. So whatever you think about his defense, which is supposed to be you know, one of the better defenders uh, at the small forward position, uh, he, they haven't been giving him a ton of run. They've been playing uh, Terrence Ross, who is no um, staunch defender himself uh, there as well. So we can make a case for some of these um, home run plates. And then say what you want about Jeff Green. If you want to buy in, I don't want to buy in, but he just had his basically one of his best games of the season. There, I don't know how he decided to go ham just with 30 and 8 with, you know, with two steals for 10x against Orlando, but he busted out there, so at least he should be on the radar. I'm not going to recommend playing him because the game logs are horrible out there. He's all the talent in the world, um, but, you know, they or for the most part, um, it's always one of the lower totals on the board because Memphis struggles so mightily to, to get to 100 points. They have been barely cracking 100 in the wins that they've had lately, but you're going to have higher pace games that you can take advantage of, like Sacramento, New Orleans, like Chicago, L.A., um, there as well. So I would almost rather play somebody like, um, you know, uh, Giannis Attentacumpo, uh, in, in that spot. Uh, if you know, probably who's probably would more likely to face Jeff Green defense. Uh, and he, with a guy who finally, you know, busted out himself after three less than stellar games with 25 and nine, almost had the double, double bonus there as well. So those, I, I think the really only seriously trustworthy option is Paul George, to a lesser extent, Danil, because it's auto poor defense. Then after that, I'm in value town. Uh, are, are you with me for the most part, Penny? Yeah, like I said, I mean, the only cheap guy that I'm really looking at hard is Derek Williams, right. and that's really only if Carmelo Anthony doesn't play. Yes, I I, I agree there as well. Yeah. Uh, this is the one spot, too, is just like you're going to have to really sort of pick your poison, and I think I might start my lineups at what I do with – um, small four because if you know that Carmelo plays and you and you you if you don't feel as good about Derek Williams you basically I think you need to start your lineups with Paul George. Um, yeah, for well that's why I'm saying like it's not that I it's not that Paul George is my favorite guy to pay up for here. Like as we're about to get into power forwards and you're going to see there's a whole bunch of guys I'd rather pay up for. Mm-hmm. But it was like the other night when we talked about Boogie versus Harden. And I said, as much as I love Boogie, I'm using Harden on a lot of my rosters because if you can only pay up for one guy, the drop between Harden and shooting guard two or three that I liked was so big that, you know, there were other power forwards like a Millsap that I could have put in instead of Boogie and felt like I was going to get dollar for dollar about the same production. I didn't see that at shooting guard. With small forward today, it's kind of the same thing. Like Paul George and Danilo Gallinari to me are the only two that have upside. And I don't really see anybody below them that is worth the price that, you know, they're asking for. Yeah, well, here's the interesting thing that we can actually, um, you know, do here is that if we're playing on Fantasy Draft, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get Cousins and Harden in the lineup. And that sounds like a little bit like you're like, really? You're going to be able to do that? We do it like on the regular at, on Fantasy Draft. DraftKings and FanDuel, good luck to you guys. You're going to need some serious home run plays that you're going to pluck uh, out, of, out of that group. So, you know, it's sort of just really is site dependent. I'm not going to get stuck with that spot what i am going to do is i'll probably cram like um uh demarcus cousins and harden uh in my in my lineup and then i'll decide you know if, if i can fit a third guy in there uh, um as well if i can make him maybe make a room for a guy like paul Millsap if i can afford it so we'll we'll see how we can end up making a shot we'll at least come up with a solid gpp lineup with three studs uh, v- uh versus two on some other sites so something to keep in mind on the different sites that you play against uh, speaking of the power forward position, let's go ahead and break it down here. We got your favorite cash play of all time, Anthony Davis, 
who is, you know, at, at best questionable with a concussion. More I mean, than I've, likely uh, – uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I tried to tell you guys, like, you know, it was my New Year's resolution for a reason. You don't play this guy in cash because of stuff like what happened the other night. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, for all those people who, um, you know, w- want to get invested in Anthony Davis, please do and sign up for our matchups there as well. We would definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, on the flip side of that, Demarcus Cousins lock chalk option. I don't think you need to think about it. He will have a day of rest in between. It is a road game. I'm not too worried about it. With Brow, you know, a good shot to be out of the lineup there as well. I think you definitely have to be locking in Ryan Anderson to a bunch of lineups as well as the pivot. So there's a good spot there. Um, but and but the uh, Demarcus Cousins is a great spot. Indiana too against Jordan Hill defense. I want to take advantage of you know, Paul Millsap, who is the official cash game option at power forward of the rotowire dfs podcast yep uh, so we've always been trying to roll him uh whenever we can so he's a great uh play there as well uh, below those guys who uh can we make a case for here on the thursday slate well you you mentioned ryan anderson but i'm just gonna leave everybody with this one thought on ryan anderson um if ryan anderson's playing power forward against sacramento who is he guarding um probably gonna guard willie collie stein you don't think they'll have him? You're gonna. You think they're gonna put a seek on Cousins? That you. Know, they're gonna have to. Yeah, because there's no. Well, Ryan Anderson will get abused and abused, and he's gonna be their primary offense. Wait a second. Offense, offensive. And you, and you don't think Omer Seek is gonna get abused? Used no, he abused? is, but it just won't be at the expense of Ryan Anderson. So Ryan Anderson will be less in, le, in less foul trouble. I really don't see how you would want. I mean, because Ryan Anderson's not a paint post guy, and you know De- Demarcus Cousins is destroying everyone in the post with the exception of portland on the back-to-back the marcus cousins is not a post player we've talked about this oh before. stop it this is no, but i'm being serious he catches the ball he catches the ball at the high post maybe and then takes that little like you know if they don't come to him he shoots that jump shot from the foul line which i'm perfectly fine with um or he or he gets gonna, the guy up in the air and he takes him to the basket that you're going to make me pull a shot chart for all these made baskets. Okay, but see, but even if you pull a shot chart out, does the shot chart show where the possession starts? Because he's not getting the ball in the post and posting people up. He's getting it at the high post, taking a dribble or two to the low post, and then making a move towards the basket and just bullying his way. I mean, at least that's what he did the other night against against Charlotte the whole game. That's what he did last yeah, night. He, you know. he does a little bit of both, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. All these shots end up at the rim. You know what right, I mean? but here, but here's what I'm saying though. If he's the guy that's stepping away from the basket, whereas Coley Stein's the guy that's basically playing on the baseline and going block to block, mm-hmm. I would think they would leave a seek down there, block to block, where he belongs. Because I know it's not a huge difference in athleticism, but actually it is a pretty big difference in athleticism between a seek and Ryan Anderson. Well, not that I'm saying Ryan Anderson is like a track star or anything like that, but compared to Amir Seek, he is. Okay, well, I'm just gonna say, like, for in terms of defensive ability, the way that they have it set up, like, you have a much better shot uh, with um, having Willie Cauley Stein, who who can guard one through five, literally one through five, uh, staying outside on Ryan Anderson and limiting his three point potential, versus trying to have Demarcus Cousins do that. Oh no, I could care less what happens at that end, but on the other end of the floor, I think you have to have Anderson guarding Cousins because I don't think I think it's gonna be an embarrassment if they try to put a sheik on him. I bet so you, I well, think that there's won't a chance Anderson a gets a foul trouble. For one, it won't just be a Sheik because a Sheik is not playing enough minutes for it to really right. matter. Well, a Sheik and a Jinka, I mean, is it's that gonna really be, much yeah, better? You're gonna, yeah, you're going to get a Sheik. You're going to get a Jinka. You're going to get uh, Kendrick Perkins if he's healthy. He'll run through them all, and it, do, it doesn't matter. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll be very, very surprised if the 
primary defender. You know, I watch every Kings game that I can. Yes, it's. Yes. I, I'll be very, very surprised if Ryan Anderson is the primary defender on Demarcus Cousins there uh, against the um, New Orleans Hornets. You can tell me I'm wrong if you, well, if, if you see that. If Anthony, if Anthony Davis is out, you still don't. You still don't think no. that that's the way they'll do it? No, absolutely not. Okay. All right, well, then I guess Ryan Anderson – I mean, Ryan Anderson has the offensive upside, especially if Davis is out, yeah. to be a play. I'm just – like I said, for me, I'm a little nervous about it. I wouldn't do it in cash because I think there is a chance that he gets in foul trouble and he's going to have to guard Cousins at some point during that game. So for cash, I'm going to stay with Millsap, but I think Anderson's a GPP play. And then the only other guy – I mean, Julius Randle, you know, is probably the other guy, but the same problems we've had with him all year are still the same problems. You know, Nance is back now. He's not playing 30, 35 minutes like he should be. Mm-hmm. I hate Byron Scott. I still hate Byron Scott. That's not going to change. You know, he's not trying to win games. He's not trying to play his young guys and get them minutes and get them better. I just, I, you know, I like Randall. He could put up a double-double for you in 24 minutes, but he's got limited upside because he doesn't play more than 24 minutes. Yeah, and on, speaking of lim, uh, limited minutes, there Nico, Nico Meritich I think is in a pretty good spot here against the guys that you mentioned here in Julius Randle and Larry, Larry Nance Jr. If they're going to get Larry Nance Jr. back into the mix, then it's better for Nico Meritich because that's going to be worse defense for him overall. And he's hit 5.4 and 5.9 times the price tag in the past two games in 25 minutes of action, which you were hoping he would do all season long. Now he's got a plus matchup uh, with, you know, the, the babies at the power forward position splitting time again. So I think Nico Meritich is a guy you can look at, at least for GPPs uh, there as well at the power forward position. Um, so I think we sufficiently covered that. I'm not too excited about uh, too many of the other options. I mean, I know that um, uh, is Nene power forward eligible somewhere on this slate? Is he? Yeah, he's. I know he's power forward on DraftKings. I'm not sure where he is on some of the other. Okay, sites. yeah, there he is. Basically, yeah, right there in 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 the, in the second tier. There, as well, started to slow down a little bit, but he had a little bit of a run uh, for uh, like a four or five game stretch there where, where he was super consistent. I'm probably not going to trust him too much, but it, Denver it, it does have a soft front line. I would probably actually just go to, to the flip side and. And and try to roll. Um, actually, I don't even know if I can roll Kenneth Fareed. If he's got to show that he's a little bit healthier than he is, because 16 minutes is not going to cut it. Yeah. Um, in that spot, G- he's probably GPP only for me. And and we I- can make a case for better guys like Nico Meritich and yes. even you know um, Nance or or Julius Randle out of out of that spot rather than. But you know what? We're, we're for the most part. I think we've already sufficiently just explained to to everybody that we have like three or four mid to high price guys at the yeah, power it's forward. A, it's a place it's a place you're paying up probably yeah, on yes, we're starting our lineups at power forward and then you know and sort of figuring out around Paul Paul George what we have to do uh, on on this Thursday slate. So we're basically giving you like a a very solid foundation for what you almost have to do on the Thursday slate. Mm-hmm. Alright, before we move on to centers, wanna let all the business owners know that it's time to make it rain here with your own business and your own website. Uh, for your business on Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, 
business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to be worrying about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the center position for the Thursday slate and your top options here. We've got Pau Pau Kachow, who um, is in the best spot that you could possibly be in against this former team. I like the revenge factor. I like the way that he's been playing lately. Tell me why I shouldn't be playing Pau Gasol. I, I can't. Okay, thank you. They play They play the Lakers. I yes, can't. right. Okay, there you, you know? go. Right. But, you know, just to kind of build on what you were saying, he's getting extra minutes since the Noah injury. He's getting extra usage there, you know. The last two games they played were games that are were a lot lower totals than this game is going to be, and he put up some big numbers against teams with you know better DVP rankings against the center position. He's rebounding more, he's scoring more. You know, I basically am okay with paying up for any center whose last name begins with the letter G on the slate. All right, fair enough. I I think that makes a lot of sense uh, overall. So you know, you not something that you really need to to mess around too much. Uh, with here, but there are some um, some swerves. Miles Turner is a guy that I've been using, and he's been uh, been very very solid. Uh, hasn't been blowing you away the way he blew you away against Golden State, but um, whenever Indiana finish figures out that he plays thirty minutes, you'll have a small window of nice cost savings to take advantage of. So there's that option there. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas has actually been sort of like underrated for the most part here uh, in terms of fantasy value. Uh, uh, as well, double-doubled in the last game against Washington or against Martin Cortat, which is no small feat uh, there as well. And, and Rolo is not a guy that I'm really uh, ever uh, afraid of overall. So I like him as, a, as, an, as an okay pivot, not a, not a guy I'm going, I'm going out of my way to go against. And then Willie Cauley-Stein, too, um, is uh, a fairly safe player uh, in, in terms of you know cheap guy who's probably once the price gets above 5k we're going to be able to talk about him less but you know in this last game here with 29 minutes in a blowout by the way um 12.7 rebounds four blocks there as well which is good for 6.7x so he has been uh, um in the 6.7x territory for the past five games and the one game he wasn't against charlotte he still paid off 5x so right now is the window for you to take advantage of him he's been doing some major damage and and lock for some extra minutes to well uh, as um, Rudy Gay will likely miss the Thursday game. So there's a little cheap uh, punt center option that you can take advantage of there as well. Uh, anybody else that you want to sort of highlight before we put a bow on this show? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of the cheap guys. The one guy that you didn't mention who I kind of like is Nikola Jokic. Um, last two games, he's put up like, I think, 75 fantasy points between the two of them, like a 35 and a... Th- let me hold on. Let me call up these game locks because I, I wrote this down. Yeah, he had 39 and a half fantasy points last game against Atlanta. Uh, 15 points, 10 rebounds, couple steals and blocks, three assists. The game before that against Detroit, he went for 38 fantasy points. You know, 17 points, uh, five rebounds, couple steals, couple assists, couple blocks as well. So I kind of like what he's given you. He's less than $5,000. Um, matchup against Washington. It's a high-paced team. You know, my only problem is there's there's three guys in this price range. You have uh, Miles Turner, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Jokic, who are all the same price. I like Jokic and Turner's um, upside and ability more than I like Willie Cauley-Stein's fantasy scoring ability. But Willie Cauley-Stein is probably the safest of those three to me because he's the guy who has been getting 28 to 30 minutes and um, like I know we, you mentioned Omri Caspi before. One of the things that I've noticed, and you being a Sacramento fan, I kind of want to get your take on it. It kind of feels to me like, you know, 
Caspi had a, had that, you know, run for about two or three weeks where he was viable because they were going with, you know, Rudy Gay at the four, then Caspi at the three, playing them both together. So Caspi was getting 35 to 40 minutes and was putting up 30-plus fantasy points and was doing it at less than 6K. But now that Caspi's back from injury at 6K, I feel like Willie Cauley-Stein has stolen those minutes and they're playing more with the two big guys with him and Cousins in there. And that Caspi is almost like a non-play for me until his price drops by like, I don't know, right now on DraftKings he's 6000 Until he gets down to like 5000 I don't think I could play Caspi even when Rudy Gay is out. Yeah, you know what? It makes a lot of sense too because actually the the great thing about Caspi while College Stein was out of the lineup is that he was a, a above average rebounder um, when he was in the lineup there as well. So he was giving you like you know six to eight rebounds, and he's just not getting mm-hmm. that sort of run there as well because College Stein has has been it's such a monster on the glass while he's been in the lineup. So that's sort of the part. The minutes are still there right now. In the meantime, while Rudy Gay is out of the lineup, they won't be when he returns. Um, but that's the main thing that sort of hurt him is because he's been able to do a little, he was more than willing to do a lot of dirty work and try to be like a out of position stretch four uh, that, that rebounded. That, but all that is, you know, that's all Willie Cauley-Stein do is just hang around the rim on offense and defense and try to block shots and rebounds. So it really has ticked down Omri Cassidy's production and why I'm not really interested in him uh, overall and, until, like you said, we probably need to shave like a G off the price yeah. for us to feel better about the, like the price potential price tag return. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a good spot in the, with because they would need to play the big fewer minutes because, you know, Cauley Stein and Cousins both played, the, you know, both um, um, sessions of the, of the, uh, of the overtime. Um, but you know, uh, it, it really didn't matter cause that game got out of hand overall. So yes, I, I agree with you for all the reasons that you said, Willie Kallestein arrow up for the time being, Omri Crespi arrow down. And, uh, aside from that too, you, you aren't really too, too interested in, in some of the remaining options. Uh, R- Rolo has been hit or miss in terms of, they just won't consistently give him 30 minutes. I just, and I know he'll probably will play more minutes than no- normal against JV, who will be in the lineup the, the, the majority of the time. But below that, it really is ugly. And I don't like trying to figure out um, if you want to use Jokic or Laverne Gay or, you know, um, those d- different spots. I know Jokic is, you know, um, pro- projected in the top 10 today, but I'm just not going to mess around with the Denver situation. I can get invested in Collie Stein, Miles Turner, or I can, you know, pay all the way up to uh, a, a guy like uh, uh, Gasol. Um, in this, or you can use the other Gasol there, there as well, and then that's yeah. sort of highlight. Like I said, guys whose last names start with G at the center position are all in play. I even like Gortat, right? All or three of them. yeah, or end with Ol, you know, or have an O in their last name. That'll work for all three of those guys here. As well. yeah. All right, and that's gonna wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today. Thanks for everybody to listen for who uh, who listened, subscribed, and uh, have been uh, rolling with us all season long on the show. We'll have another show available for you for the big Friday slate coming up here. Don't forget to follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.